0: Alright, hi, this is Saki, um, and I'm gonna be jumping into this podcast pretty quickly, but this time I'm actually joined by my partner Chelsea.
1: Hi there!
0: Alright, so, I'm just gonna kinda jump into this, um, with, like, when we started talking about decolonizing, um, our dance curriculum, um, we first started off by defining, like, culture itself, so, like, you have the the customs, the arts, um, so, social institutions, um, uh, human intellectual achievements of a nation or people or, like, social groups, um, and, like, through this, like, art can be considered, like, an aspect of their nature, um, and so, like, in a, like, for example, like, when we're, like, going into, like, folk or, like, social dance or, like, something that's vernacular, um, like, we have folk, which, um, is, like, its direct translation is to people, but, like, there have actually been some people who find that, like, term derogatory, because, oh, um, like, people would use it to separate lower and higher class, like, higher class people would use that as a term to separate themselves from poorer communities, um, and... Um, something that actually goes in with this is the Darwin, like, Darwinian theory of, like, evolution. Oh, cool. Um, in, like, the 19th and, like, early 20th century, like, scholars, like, had this idea of, like, some people being on a lower scale on the evolutionary tree. Which is just, like, a scientific term. I I mean, the way that I saw it was, like, just racism Mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. Um... And in the middle of the... And, like, through this, like, in the middle of the 20th century, um, there's this backlash that led the word um, traditional to being replaced by the word folk um, because of this. Um, But traditional itself can also be problematic um, because it doesn't account for, like, the restaging of these forms or, like, the fusion of some of these forms. Um, But, like, with... With these dances itself, like, a lot of them are interchangeable with each other. You have, like, ethnic dance, cultural dance, um, your traditional, uh, folk, social, and vernacular. Um, and, like, with all of this, like, being boiled down, it's, like, the movement language of the people. It's, it's the language that they speak without, like, physically speaking to each other. Um, it's something that can develop naturally as a part of someone's everyday culture, um, within the community, um, like, with, like, social and, like, vernacular dance. It's, it's owned by the people. Mm -hmm. You don't have a company. Right. You don't have a business or an institution that's trying to, like, copyright this or trademark it. Um, and a lot of this is learned through observation rather than in a class. Like, with, you you go to ballet to learn, like, Chiquetti or Vaganova, Mm -hmm. but you don't have a class to learn the electric slide or the two-step right um and it can be done by anyone like you you don't need really to be anyone to like learn these dances um and um another big idea of this is that they are not religious or spiritually based um they're used almost strictly within like social gatherings at parties on the streets block parties things like that and they're often like not choreographed either um but i mean of course there are some exceptions to this like i just listed earlier like the electric slide um the two-step um what is it like uh the wobble yeah
1: like would like tiktok dances and things like that be a part of that because it is like um, maybe, I don't know, maybe that's
0: not, I mean, the way, the way that I think about, I mean, kind of, cause like, you're starting to see a lot of like TikTok dances, like being done in public.
1: Yeah. It's like a whole culture.
0: Like they're, like my
1: high school kids every day are yeah. doing TikTok dances, like, and it's just like a thing that they'll just like randomly snap into. So. Yeah. Or like, I,
0: I, I remember even like at like middle school dances, high school dances, mm. I would be. Like doing dances that we I saw off of YouTube. Like right. like back then it was what well, was the like big ones like the Dougie, Whip. Yeah. You know, things like that. Um and like granted I might not have been like dancing it truthfully, but like still I was in like that social gathering setting. It right. was something that came from online that eventually just translated into this like social dance aspect. Sure. Um Moving on. Okay, yeah. So, these these dances, um, they can be found, like, all over the world. They're, they don't all originate from one specific nation. Um, um, and, um, uh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, there, there's some religious dance forms that aren't vernacular, but that might only be true for some groups that see, like, a clear line between, like, the physical and spiritual Um, aspects. So, like, um, many dance forms, like, um, they fall under this umbrella term, but, like, Mm. it's not this universal genre. So, like, when you're comparing styles, you're not always going to find, like, a commonality between them, or, like, there's not going to be common movement or function. Sure. Um, They might uh, change into something that's completely different. So, like, um, you have, like, medieval fol- uh, European folk dances that have similar origins in the U.S., but the dances are completely different. Um, and so, and even with, like, the people, some of them might not even consider themselves to be, like, folk dancers uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but, like, through all of this... Um, these forms like arc are like archived they have a history they show these community values they encourage stability growth yeah. remembrance it, it's the the body itself through this movement is carrying history along with it mm-hmm. um, and speaking of the body being an archive there was um, there was this period of time where like people would ask what do you dance yeah. And like you remember have you ever cuz like you used to dance yeah. Um, have you ever like heard like you ask someone or like somebody asks you what do you dance and like you hear them respond like oh I do all kinds of dancing I I dance sure. everything yeah it's like that's impossible there's right. no like it like there's no
1: way because you can only do what you're taught what yeah
0: like um right. in the, our dance history course like we're talking about how like in Africa alone there's thousands of different variations of dance like it's it's mm. impossible. To, like, e- like that's just not correct wordage to use.
1: Right.
0: Um, but, like, this term, what do you dance, um, the person's response would usually tell a person's origin. And, mm-hmm. um, like, a lot of this was, like, done before, like, globalization, like, internet, uh, cell phones, things like that. Um, a lot of these dances were regional. Um, some never left their own, like, specific yeah. corner of the world. Um and for others it took time to reach another community so like if like i was from like spain and you were from um like peru mm-hmm. say like i asked what you dance you would you would say some peru um peru like dance from peru and i would say some dance from spain and like because the they're on two different sides right. of the world like oh you dance this so you must be from here or you dance this oh you right. you were born and raised in this region kind of thing um, and, um, l- like, again, how I said earlier, like, these dances and the dancers served as this, like, moving and ever-evolving, um, history.
1: hmm
0: Okay, so now we're gonna, like, I'm gonna, like, quickly, like, speed through, like, some, f- like, four uh, of, like, dance histories that, uh, we've been talking about. Oh, um sure. There's the ingri, uh, the grass dance, the haka, and rumba. Um... And I'm specifically going to be, like, focusing on, like, the, um, in-gri and Haka, um, because that, that just so happens to be what I have, like, written down here. Yeah. Um, but, like, w- with what I was saying earlier about, like, the, like, w- in Africa alone, like, there being, like, thousands of dances, mm-hmm. there's more than 50 countries in Africa, more right. than a thousand spoke- spoken languages populated by, like, a minimum of 3,000 ethnic groups, Um, and each ethnic group has its own culture its own identity Mm -hmm. its own like dance um, and these techniques like they're based on the culture and because of how many different cultures it has it also has like so many of these different techniques
1: right
0: um so like for one example um the ingri it's um uh performed by the bambada people um and in the uh Wasalon region and this specific dance was done before a wedding it was done the night before a wedding and like the whole point of it was to like have this co- commemorative thing like you have the you have a wedding mm-hmm. the next day but it was also like for a way to showcase skill sure. um and a lot of this like Older women would specifically do this dance to, like, show that they can still, like, jump, they can still do oh, all of these, cool. uh, these dances, and, like, the dance specifically is a, a mimicry of, um, an animal, the, uh, the antelope, Ooh. uh, the, like, the main focus of the dance, of the dance is, like, you're jumping like an antelope, um, you ha- it's, like, such a very, like, symbolic, uh, thing to the culture, um, and the antelope specifically, um, had taught them about, um, agriculture, farming. It had led them to all of these, uh, different things within their community that they know now.
1: Right.
0: Um, and then moving on to the haka, um, so, like, the haka, I feel like you might be a little bit more familiar with. A little bit, like, more, more than, um, uh, in I assume. No. Really? Okay. No. So, Excuse so it's me. it's um its origins is in New Zealand by the uh, Maori people. Okay. Um, and this is a war dance. It was specifically done prior to battle to. Uh, there are like many people say it was like done as like an intimidation oh,
1: thing. yeah, yeah, we, we've, we've talked about this yeah, yeah, um,
0: we've watched videos Sorry. on this. Yeah,
1: absolutely. um,
0: it was like a war dance or like a way to connect with their ancestors. Um, it was performed in this group. It had this representation of pride of right. the people and the culture. Um, the dance itself had lots of like foot stomping, mm-hmm. facial shapes. Um, uh, tongue shapes like body slapping uh, like one thing um, it's the the pukuna it's the big frown that you'll mm-hmm. see um, it's either like the, this big frown or like the tongue that sticks yeah. out of the mouth and like the tongue itself it like it's representation I I remember hearing like a, um, a video of like someone saying like it was like a representation of like I'm like the Mayuri people are like so crazy and stuff like that like we're gonna eat you like, oh, after we kill you, like, we are going to eat you. And it was supposed to, like, strike fear within them. Um, but, and now it's, it's more of, it's more done as, like, this ritualistic thing. Um, the chant describes, like, ancestors and, like, the events in the tribe's history. Sure. Um, and it used to be, like, an all-male, um, dance, but now you will see both, like, male and females performing the haka. Um, and, like, really now you see a lot of it done in like rugby games in New Zealand um but it can also be done like for weddings funerals local events um like any like celebration or anything um and something that's interesting about this is that it's not a closed practice oh cool anyone can perform uh hakas as long as it's done with seriousness and respect of course um and, like, you have, you, like, it's so important that you're aware of what you're doing and what it means because it's so ingrained and important to the Maori people. Um, what else? Okay, so, like, um, like, with, um, I'm just gonna, like, touch on this a little bit before i jump into my uh, question um there's uh techniques that are often developed as a growth culture from everyday life um like a tool for passing on values like uh, values like all dance forms have a technique regardless of what they right. are um and like there's like there's this inside and outside view from it's so, like for example we talked about korea Um, as an outsider, like, Korean dance might have, like, like, Korea might appear to have, like, six different styles of dance, like, core, spoken dance, uh, shamanistic, Confucian, um, Buddhist, or, like, modern concert dance, but um, in conversation with, like, directly, like, with Korean people to each other, they might see only, like, four of those styles, like, they might only see, like, court talk, uh, Buddhist and modern concert dance, it, like, it just, like, depends on who you're speaking with, um, and I believe that was that, okay, on to my question, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ask you my question, um, just to make it easier, and it was, um, in an attempt to honor Native voices and the Indigenous people, um, where do you think the line is drawn at for a person who's not a part of the culture and Indigenous people's community to teach about the history and the stories that represent the people? So, like, say a a course is, like, learning about, like, the Potawatomi tribe or, like, the Miami or Delaware, um... Where's that lawn drying? And like with you being an educator, um, yeah. where do, where would you draw the line at like teaching your students about this specific like dance?
1: Yeah. I mean, I definitely, this is something that I have to think about a lot as an educator because, you know, as a white woman, like I have to acknowledge that that's my background, you know, and acknowledge that that's something that I alone can't, wouldn't feel comfortable and shouldn't take control of and Mm -hmm. shouldn't tell those stories because they're not mine Um, and so like if I did find a piece I'm more like theater person so if I did find a piece of theater that I was like really drawn to and really wanted to help tell that story um, I would go and find somebody that is a part of that culture and help and have them like guide me through it if that's something that they felt comfortable doing but also it's nobody's job to do that for me if people don't say no if if people say no and they don't feel like if they don't want my help to tell their story then that's no that's not my place yeah um but i think most of all the most important thing is exposing kids to a multitude of things like Mm -hmm. exposing people to things that are outside of their comfort zone i don't think there's anything wrong in that um but i think when you when you're performing it there's a whole different level of like okay now this is something that i am putting on stage and i'm claiming i'm i'm a part of it now yeah so i think that's where the line is drawn for me personally
0: i get you uh something that like we've talked about in in class um is like getting specific like permission from that community like absolutely um my professor here um she spoke about how um there were people like who would like in africa specifically like you go and do this dance, you, you need to get, like, you, to feel, co- for yourself to feel comfortable in performing yeah. this, like, getting permission from the elders, getting that respect given to you from them, uh, like, as, like, the sign of permission to yeah. even educate other people I think on this. Yeah, do I think a lot of people
1: try it? to claim it in their own way without actually, like, acknowledging the history and, like. Going about it oh yeah like, you, it's not yours to just pick up and do whenever you yeah, feel. yeah you like unfortunately okay. can
0: see this with a lot with a lot of early styles of like modern dance like you can sure. see a lot of these early like modern dance choreographers like stealing these ideas from different cultures and parading it around as like their own of
1: course yeah
0: you know uh but yeah i think that just about wraps up everything that i had to talk about um again thank you chelsea for joining me this made this whole process a whole lot easier (laughs) than talking to myself um yeah until next time